Let me ask a question. Have you ever heard people say, my life has completely been changed since I, I gave it to Jesus? I mean, I mean come, come on, come on. Haven't you heard? I mean, not just you, but other people. You, people say, man, man, since I decided I'm just going to serve Jesus, my life has changed. Do you know what I haven't heard? Maybe you have. I haven't really heard anyone say, man, my life has changed for the better since I became an atheist. You don't hear that one here. You know, man, I can't tell you how good and enriched my life has been since I just decided to serve me. You don't hear that. And there's probably a good reason why. Because it doesn't work that way. Although there's something that's been eroding, something that has been a part of the American society, uh, even in the, the Brits uh, were this way, but our society was really Judeo-Christian ethic-oriented foundation, and it is a servant society. It is a servant attitude to it. But there's been these surveys that have been taking place over and over and over again where it, it, it's referring to what has been dying in America, and that is the, a servant's attitude. It's going away. It's disappearing. And we've been, we started this month uh, with the Grow as our series. And I started it in Luke 17, chapter, verse 1, chapter 17. And uh, then last week, Pastor Peter taught on the exact same verse. It was, sounded completely different because he's coming from a different area and it was fantastic. But we're going to complete the chapter today because this chapter is where the disciples came to Jesus. And he said, Jesus, increase our faith, referring to that they had faith. They go, increase our faith. And Jesus just gave them the, the, the spiritual smack on the bottom. I don't know, have you ever gotten a spiritual spanking? Because the disciples got a spiritual spanking. And, and this today, we're going to get a little on the behind. It's... it's uh, it's motivating to do the right thing every now and then when you get the little swat on the bottom. But so that they come to Jesus and they go, <clears throat> you know, we left our families, we, we're following you, and so increase our faith. And the only way to, in, to please the Lord is through faith. So Jesus points out to them, hey, guys, what you think faith is, what you think you've done is faith. No, I'm going to tell you what faith is. Because if you had faith, as much as a mustard seed, look what you could get done. And they go, well, we can't do that. So he's basically saying, guys, what you think is faith is not faith. I'm going to paint the picture in this, these next few lines of what I see as faith. Now, I'm not going to repeat what Pete shared and, and I did. But I'm going to pick up and we're going to start in, in verse 7. And... Why this is so important is that the surveys that have been taken in America says that Americans don't want to serve anymore. The spirit of serving and, and having a, a, a feeling that the, 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 you know, the, we sent missionaries all over the world and all that's backing up, backing up. And so, so why, why is the spirit of serving 
dying. So they've studied it and studied it. They found some other things that it's not just that they, the spirit is the coming back from being a servant, but people want to be the master. They want to be the one in charge. You know, you're not the boss of me. And there's a problem with that because the Bible says we were created, we were built to serve. We, that's how we were made. It says it's the only way that we can please God is that if we serve because that is, that is an example of having faith. Why are you serving? Because I have faith in God. I have been given saving grace, which is saving faith to believe. So there's going to be a relationship that, that we see, and in it, it's like, well, is it a certain people group? No, it's not. If it, you're white, if you're black, if you're brown, if you're yellow, we went to a seminar last week in California, and the MC, he was orange. He, he had one of those fake tans. <laughs> you know, he'd hold up his hand and go, his palm is the same color as his face. It's orange. I think they stand in a booth and it sprays when they turn around like that. So even if you're orange, it doesn't matter what, what color, what culture. If you're in America, this, the spirit of serving is turning into a spirit of being the master. The sad thing is, the same group is the least happy ever surveyed since surveys started. The people who are wanting to be masters, they find, are unfulfilled. They're not happy. But what's not to be, it, 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 wait a minute, if I think about it, being the master is the best, isn't it? People are serving me. Well, Jesus is going to tell us a story about what faith is. Being the master is not growing your faith. In fact, it's quite the opposite. He, he does this in an interesting way when he tells the story. It's verse 7, Jesus is speaking. He goes, suppose one of you has a servant plowing. Now, he, he puts you into the master's position, okay? Now, think like a master. You have the servant. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant, yo, come on, when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready, and wait on me while I eat and drink? After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also turns it around. So you also, when you have done everything that you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Now, somehow that's going to make us happy. That, that, you see, Jesus is describing this is faith. That's what faith looks like. Not being the master, be, being the servant. Who, <clears throat> and uh, let me bring this home. 
When every morning when Crystal and I wake up, you know, I'll ask her, what's on your schedule today? And she asks me, what's on my schedule? You know, and I have this list of things to do, and she says, well, I'm going to do this today. And at the end of the day, I'll come in, she goes, how was your day? And it, guess what it depends on? It depends on if I completed my goals. You see, those goals become my master. And if I do them, even if, even if how, it doesn't matter how hard it was to, to complete it. Yesterday, um, I had this, this machine that I had bought. I never used it yet. It was going to help me with you know, fixing this and doing that. And I got it out, and it didn't work. And I've had it so long, I couldn't take it back to the place I bought it from. So what was supposed to, I was supposed to use the machine for 20 minutes, and it ended up being about three hours I had. I took the RAM out of it. I took it apart. I didn't know what was wrong with it. I put it back together, and it worked. Now I'm three hours behind. I'm trying to catch up. But you know, when I went in the end of the day, Crystal goes, how was your day? Oh, it was a great day. I did everything I set out to do today and one extra. That's a good day, isn't it? What I was doing, I did not like. It was a pain in the tushy, as little Mark would say. But I completed the task. I was a servant to the goals, and I completed it. And when you, when you walk in that position, how disappointed are you going to be as the master and your servant does not serve very well? Someone else has made your day miserable. Correct? If you're the master and this person didn't serve correctly or get stuff done, now someone else has robbed you of your joy. We were made to serve the Lord. And we serve the Lord many times by serving other people. But it doesn't matter what you take. Whenever you complete your goal, which is your master at that time, whatever it is, it's satisfying regardless how hard it was. But if you're waiting to be the master, you're not going to be satisfied. Said so if you're 25 years or, uh, or younger, one quarter of you believe that you are destined to be successful and rich. That you're going to be a master. Babe, the Bible's going to tell us, you know, if you flip burgers and you know who your master is, you know who your boss is, and you know that if you make him successful, he's going to make you successful, and it doesn't matter if you know that Jesus, has hands is on, is on you, and you're flipping burgers, at the end of the day, when you're flipping burgers and frying fries, and you know Jesus, and he's your master, you're happy. But if you're flipping burgers and frying fries or mowing grass, and you think you're the master at the end of the day, you're miserable. We were made to serve. If you want to be happy, you have to grow in your faith. And Jesus says this is one of the things that faith looks like. It looks like a person who at the end of doing it all says, you know what, I'm unworthy to be your servant. Guess what? I'm unworthy to be the servant of the Lord. How about you? 
He trusts this to get his message out. He trusts me. He trusts you. He trusts me to love people into the kingdom. He trusts you to love people in the kingdom. This, wow. I'm unworthy to be his servant. But I do. Well, this is a whole different pic- a picture. People, people don't realize that they're supposed to be served, that we were made that way. And, and, and it, it, today we think that if you're a Christian, everything's going to go right. And we start asking God for this and God for that. And, for and we start treating Jesus like Santa Claus. He's become our Santa Claus. And when you don't get what you think you deserve, you're upset. And that's why so many people fall away from the faith, or at least a hot faith, a growing faith. Because I didn't get it in this timing. I'm, you can believe for something, but guess what? You can ask for something. God can say no. He can say wait. He could be protecting you. Jesus is not there to be our Santa Claus. Well, that got everybody quiet, didn't it? <laughs> uh, you, you hear the stories about mistaken identity. Like, oh, I'm really a tall Polynesian woman, beautiful, long hair. That's how I identify. Isn't that ridiculous? But you know what? There is a mistaken identity in the church today. And that's, that, that is that we're masters and not servants. There is, I do believe in mistaken identity for the church. We are here to serve the Lord. To serve him. Who here has a dog? Or had a dog? You had a dog. Do you love your dog? No, you don't. Okay. Does your dog love you? <laughs> Not everyone loves their dog, but every dog loves their master. Who here has had a teenager or has got one? Wow. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, please give me strength. Uh, I remember coming home when the girls were like three and four, and uh, you know I'm coming home for a long day at work. I set my goals and you know I reach them, but there's nothing like having the girls. Crystal would throw open the door and and they'd come around and goes, "Daddy's home, Daddy's home, Daddy's home." I mean they're just running like ah, just going crazy, you know. And then those some some same people you know grow up to be teenagers and you come home and they're on your couch. That you worked overtime so you can have a nice couch and you work every day to pay the bills and the food and keep them happy. And now you come home and they're a teenager and you walk in going, hey, they're going, <laughs> but then you turn the corner and there he is. <laughs> Always happy to see me, and I feed it the same thing every day. <laughs> Sometimes I leave it out in the rain, in the cold. They love it. 
Because it matter if they're cold or not, I, I go out there and make like I'm going to pet them. <laughs> Why? Because it knows its place. I am the master, and it looks to me to serve me, and it does his heart good. There's a commercial that I was years, decades old, and it's my favorite commercial, but it, this, this kind of coins it, puts it all together in a picture here. Sir, do you have any idea how super cool you are? Yeah. Thanks. I have a picture of you for above my bed, please. It's a super cool picture, super cool. Here's your picture back. I don't deserve it. Also a short poem I wrote about you. So super cool. If only everyone saw you the way your dog does. Yeah, you're a good boy. <laughs> super cool. Super cool. <laughs> that dog was so pleased with his master getting a ticket. He could do no wrong. Because he knows his position. And that's what this verse is saying. This is how you were created. To serve. You'll be happier. Jesus, Jesus said it like this. He goes, come, guys, follow me. You know, I'm going to teach you how to fish for men. You don't catch every fish in the ocean, do you? So we're fishing here. It's not catching, it's fishing. So he goes, you know what? We're going to go fishing. And there are going to be people who hate me and despise me. And if they do that to me, they're going to do that to you. But it's going to be awesome. How is that? You're the servant and he's the master. He sets the goals. You serve and you come in at the end of the day and I said, I did it. There's something that comes alive in your heart because that's faith. Faith to serve. Faith. How does that, you know, you can't explain that to somebody until you experience it. Well, life is awesome. Let's take, well, look what Jesus had to say. He said, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. It doesn't say all, because it's, it's all those who accept that saving faith that he gives us. He didn't come. He came to complete the task his father had for him. And so, though he'd been beaten, been whipped, and he's hanging and dying on a cross, he basically said, job's done. As wounded as he was, as the father had to turn his face from him, he knew he had completed his task. He went to heaven, a complete savior. Completing the task. Wow. 
He says that if, if you really, too, want to be great, if you want to have that thing that's inside of you, doesn't matter what you do. If you recognize I'm here to serve and you serve and you complete your task, something inside of you changes. This is part that when people said, man, it wasn't until I gave my entire life to Jesus. It was until I became a servant of Jesus. My life has absolutely changed. Completely. Well, next. Grow in my desire to celebrate what Jesus has done. You know, if we have an unhealthy expectation, that's going to... That leads to a lack of gratitude. Like if Jesus is our Santa Claus instead of our master. It just leads itself and continues to go on. It causes people to fall away. And Luke 17, 11 says, Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance because that was the, the law of the land. If you had leprosy, you could only be with lepers. You, couldn't, you had to stay a certain distance from people so they wouldn't get it. So they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, what did they call him? Master, who's the slave? They are. Have pity on us. Was he really the master? We're going to see because the, the proof is in the, in the rest of the verse. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan, an outcast, not a, a non-Jew. He was with Jews. The only time they accept each other is in this tough place. They let their, you know, all, all, all that down, and we're lepers together. Jesus said, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to, to give praise to God except this foreigner? You see, the Jews... <laughs> the Jews expected God to heal them like Santa Claus. So when they got it, they didn't praise him. It was about time. The one who didn't expect, who was truly grateful, I don't expect this. I'm not a Jew. He came back. And thank God, he got the deal. It's, I'm the least. He came back. Is, is our praise for what the Lord has done for us growing? Or are we just expecting it? We've been Christians for so long. And I've been praying for that. And you get it and you go, thank you, Lord, and you go on. But Jesus points out, he goes, you came back. Weren't the others healed? Is our praise 
growing for him? Because you may think, yourself, well, well, I can't really think of anything Jesus did for me last week. Um, you can't? Last week you sinned. And you can go to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you, Father. Forgive me for what I've done. And I know you have. You get the deal. That's a deal. Does anyone realize that's a deal? Guess what you're going to do tomorrow? Probably before you get home today. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to sin. And you're given the opportunity to ask the Lord to forgive you. You get the deal. I think that's a great deal. Because tomorrow, guess what I'm going to do? I'm somehow, I'm going to get myself where I've fallen short of what I believe God's called me to do, and I get to ask for forgiveness and receive it. And I'm forgiven. Does that not sound like a deal to you? So what has God done for you last week? He died for that sin. What is God going to do for you tomorrow? He's going to die for that sin. He's died for all that sin. Is your praise growing? Are we like the Jews? You're cleansed. And you don't return to praise him. Jesus said, this is what faith looks like. What does faith look like? He said, man, you come back and you praise. Your praise grows. You're not just this. Well, I'm a Christian. Of course, I'm forgiven. Wow. That's what faith is. We get the deal. We get the deal. If you recognize that you're a sinner and he's the Savior, you get the deal. But it needs to affect our praise. I want to be the Samaritan that returns to praise him. And then he tells him, here's what he tells the guy. He didn't say, stay around and worship me. He said, no, rise, go. You did it right. You did it right. He didn't take the healing away from the other guys. But who do you think was the most thankful and the most blessed of the ten? The one who returned. What a blessing. Well, Growing your relationship with Jesus. And I'm going to just paraphrase this. This is the very end of the chapter. And they added it to it about growing in a relationship. And starting with verse 20, it says, The Pharisees asked when the kingdom of God was going to come. Now, this, is all, this whole chapter is talking, referring to what faith looks like. And so the, the verse goes on. It says, you know, it's just like in the time of Lot. People, you know, are 
giving in you know, marriage, they're working, they're shopping, they're buying land, and, and the time of Noah, just like Noah, it's just uh, people were just going to work. People said, oh yeah, we believe in God. They said, this is how the kingdom of God is going to return. Because if people get this idea, hey, you know what, I'll really clean up, I'll really start to worship, I'll really start a servant attitude when I see, when I see all this stuff happening. Know Jesus getting closer and stuff like that. No, here's what it says. Here's what it's going to look like. Don't don't listen to someone who says, "Oh, he's over here. Oh, the Messiah's over here. Oh, come listen to this guy. Oh, come to this church over here." He said that's not how it's going to happen. You're not going to. Here's the sign: a lightning flash from right there goes across the sky. Jesus has returned. Times of Noah. Hey, guys, repent. Serve the Lord. Ah, you know, you're, you, we, we're busy. We've got to work. <laughs> Flood. Done. Door shut. Boat's gone. Because that's what it's going to be like. So you know what faith is? It's not looking for the sign. It says faith is this. I'm ready. I'm, I'm faithful all the time. I'm faithful all the time. So it's got to come that quick. It ends, it ends at the very end of the verse. It, it does say, he goes, look, if, if you're keen and, you, and you're of the faithful, you're, you'll see it. You, you'll, you're seeing the signs. I'm seeing the signs. But I don't know when. The Bible says we won't know exactly when. Let me... Put it like this. People, I've, I've got friends who have been in the ministry, and, and one of them's a great guy. One just retired. And I've, we've had friends who've left the ministry. We've had, you know, for good reasons, some bad reasons. And I don't understand it. Because it's not a job. I'm not here serving you. You know, you, you, you can be upset with me. I can be upset with you. I'm disappointed with you. You can definitely be disappointed with me. But it doesn't matter. Because I'm serving. This is what the Lord asks me to do. So I do it. And to, and people say, how, do you, how can you be doing this? You know, you've been doing it forever. Since you were in high school, you've been doing this. To anybody who would listen. How can you love that person? How can you do this? I'm going, do you just love them that much? I'm going, no. I'm a servant. I'm serving him. And not to do it. I would be an ungrateful servant. Expecting to come in and eat with the master. I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy of this. At the end of the day, I'm satisfied. If I've done it to the best of my ability. How can you say happy? Happy. 
I'm doing what he's asked me to do. And I always want to try to do it better. I'm sorry, guys. At this point, this is the best I can get right now. <laughs> if you're serving, if you're serving and, and, and if you're always, you're growing in your praise and thankfulness to the Lord, at the end of the day, you, man, my life has changed since I gave it to Jesus, really changed. He's going to call you, and he's calling you, and he's, he, we've answered, but we can't stop. Faith is growing. Faith is worshiping and thanking him. Faith is serving not being the master. The Bible in James, it says, hey, why do you quarrel, fuss? Why? That's one of my favorite verses. Why do you argue? I can tell you. It's because there's something that you think you deserve that you're not getting. That's why husband and wives fight. There's something you think that person, you know, you deserve that that person's not giving you. So you get in an argument. So the next time y'all start to fight, just stop going, okay, what is it that you want? What is it I'm not giving you? Just get past the yelling and screaming and blah, blah, blah. Just going, hey, what you not getting? And you say, new car. Well, we're going to fight. All right. (laughs) But a servant ends his day, says, I'm not worthy for what I got. I'm so happy to be here. Daddy's home. Billy Graham up in heaven. Here's the questions for the groups. Is your attitude growing? Is your desire Celebrate growing. Don't be like the Jews that get their healing and just go on. And Jesus is waiting for them to return. Daddy's coming home. We need to be ready. Let's stand. Who wants the deal? Who needs the deal? We're going to sin. We need We need a Savior. Father, Lord, everyone who's got their hands up, they want the deal. Give them the deal. Give them the deal. We are sinners saved by a, a Messiah who was a servant and who's calling us to be servants. Happy servants. Father, thank you. Thank you that you had an obedient son and that you have patience with our lack of obedience. You're calling us. You're calling us and we're answering. In Jesus' name.